New digital technologies are driving a step change in enterprise business transformation. At the Digital Twin Podcast, we explore the intersection of technology and business. What should your digital twin look like? Back with the Digital Twin Podcast. This is the start of season two. We're going live, our first um, season two session. Um, be sure to look out for the links that are out there and uh, join if you can. But uh, today we're going to focus a little bit on, you know, how much effort does it really take to engage in certain digital transformation um, initiatives, right? You know, how much time do we have the right resources? Is it all worth it? Is it worth it, right? I think um, everybody will start to, to start figuring out whether do we have the capacity to do this and is it worth it for us to do this today, five years from now, or, or it, you know, those types of things. I mean, you've seen this um, multiple times, Hari. I mean, when customers are trying to grapple with uh, cost-benefit analysis is one piece, just the price of it. But, you know, what is it really going to take from our end? Is it is it a turnkey for somebody to do something? Is this consulting? The consultants come in and do something? Or is it... Yeah we have to really get our hands and feet on the ground to do some of this, right? One of the biggest things about this that, that always kind of concerns me is uh, people are after technology first. What's, you know, what's most attractive in terms of the latest and greatest technology, whether that's, you know, hardware, software, it doesn't matter, right? You know, do I have the fastest sensor or the fastest processor or the, either best edge device or the, the latest technology to, st to stream uh, to cloud? and do data analytics in the cloud. Uh, it's all great, but does that align with your company's strategy? If not, it has to go out the door. It doesn't yeah. belong in your list of items in the first place, right? Before you even start to prioritize, should that even belong there? Yeah, it's, you know, sometimes we can get uh, a lot of different groups within a digital transformation initiative will start running hey, go investigate this technology or that. And all of a sudden you have little mini science experiments running around and, and, and sometimes it just gets lost. Everything gets lost in the hay and people forget really what they're trying to focus and, and achieve. And, you know, this is where, you know, you know, in our previous season, we talk about leadership and how all that ties into, you know, having a strong vision on really what you're trying to do and prioritize that. And, uh, you know, you know, we talked about it a little bit on the last episode of tangible and intangible, how sometimes tangible benefit can really lead to short-term thinking and and real short-sightedness on what projects get implemented first uh, because they ultimately impact, um, you know, some of the key areas of the business such as revenue cost, uh, risk, or safety, right? So, you know, having focus on something that's a short term and a, and, a, and a quick win, you know, oftentimes, you know, you're trying to see value real quickly. But one of the pieces that always gets missed is, is who is actually going to be doing the heavy lifting to try to really transform our organization? Is it, is it, um, is it um, a third party? Is it a vendor? Is it a consulting group? Or is it my own people that have the nine to five tasks that are already in front of them every day to put out fires, yeah. right? That probably depends on the complexity of the project that you've undertaken, right? The question then becomes, you know, 
how complex on a scale, how complex is it? You know, if you almost have to put that into an X and Y axis, right? What's the, what's, where does it fall on the scale of complexity? Where does it fall in the scale of value, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really complex, but brings amazing value. You know you want to get there someday. It may not be the first thing you start with, right? We, we always talk about quick wins, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's like, yeah. So where does it's that like, fall, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a quadrant, right? It's yeah. like, you know, what is going to take me less effort but give me some value, right? Quick. Versus yeah. quick and maybe not a lot of value. And you start to prioritize where all but these quick. Fit. It gets, you get it done quick. You get on the path. And you show the results and folks are you're getting on the train, right? The digital transformation journey, right? That we talk about all the time. So you're saying that you have to make the company believe that you're on the right track. We have seen so, that all the time, right? It's if you don't, then, you know, you simply don't have a chance of being successful. So quick wins showing that leadership of how you're moving the ball forward and how you're impacting the business in a way is some of the key aspects right and a lot of that takes effort right and a lot of you know a lot of that is driven by the individual people that are already there on the ground today right right and they they have to be aligned to wanting this change as well right i mean we see you know I mean, we don't want to get back into the episode of talking about culture, but you can see how that ties into the overall effort and ability for you to even execute and complete some of these initiatives, right? I mean, that's a huge bill. It is. To that point, though, um, some of the projects that involve uh, heavy change management uh, may not be the first projects to take on. But if it's complex enough and brings in significant value, right? Uh, or maybe let's, let's, let's take a step back. If it's maybe not that complex, but there is significant value, it may not be quickly realized, but there's significant value in it. That's, that's gonna be a flagship project for you. It's not technically massively complex. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a flagship win, you know, and it's gonna get more press than a quick win that you had. That's true. Get, gets more people on board. Yeah, you know, so, you know, you can kind of look at some of these. There's a lot of, you know, projects being done around even looking at Salesforce, right? Organizations and sales, right? Like they implement these nice CRM tools and there's a lot of AI and, and, and metrics and KPIs that are around behaviors of of how you know salesperson or the sales process should run you know who sees value in that and is it actually bringing value and how are you taking information and metrics and turning that into real value and 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 that added benefit right so this is a very fundamental thing about all these digital that just give you an example there is that you can put more emphasis on, hey, make sure you put data in. Hey, make sure you do double work to do what you're doing and put this in because we need to have visibility on it. But are you really adding value to your overall organization? Or are you just adding more burden, right? And how 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 do you measure some of that? We talk about tangible and intangible. 
maybe you see the tangible, but do you understand? Do you do you do you really see the intangible benefit that may be developing underneath the surface uh, with an organization, right? I mean, right. and how much effort are they really going to be putting into that to adopt these things? And maybe you have to institute new change management policies and all that, right? So that's a big lift, right? So big something big. that's small can really be big, could be big. you know, in the yeah. surface. I mean, you can think about that. I mean, who, you know, you, you mentioned that, right? Value in whose context? Big time. That's a big question right there. Right. Nobody talks about who's just benefiting. Right. Who's benefiting. And, and sometimes we get all excited about improving our internal processes and, hey, we gained X amount of time, but we did this and we did that, you know, whether it's tangible or intangible, that may be great, but it's not impacting your customers, your interaction with your customers. You know, really, is it that much more value? You know, I mean, your customers come first. You exist because of your customers. If you improve their experience, maybe 1%, right? You know, that may be worth more than 25% improvement in your employees' experience. Now, I'm not saying that one's better than the other, but the reality is, your customers keep you, you know, profitable, keeps your lights on, and keeps you going. Yeah, so I think I think we're hitting on a lot of these themes here. I think the digital journey is long, and the transitioning is very fluid. Yeah. Right. As you see more digital-driven cultures start to apply more technology and and more uh, metrics. Uh, visibility, you're subtly shifting culture, but you might be impacting the way you do things, you know, as you mentioned, a customer experience on how you would normally handle that changes because the behavior or the different things that are being instituted internally may be uh, challenging, right? So it's a give and take and you learn as you as, as you grow. But the one thing that's clear is that it's not going to stop. The constant transformation is going to be going. And, and, you know, some are going to be more successful and more adopted than others. But, and some will just have to, we got to learn to live with it. Right? That's true. So, so this is the type of uh, world or reality that digital transformation brings to organizations. And, um, and it's, um, it, it, it intertwines, as we say, into culture, into, you know, behaviors and, and technology. And it's and, a uh, constant iteration, um, of trying to evaluate, reevaluate your priorities based on all these complexities that we talked about, right? Whether it's technical complexity or even, you know, organizational complexity or, or even, you know, look at the value side of things, you know, who, who are the, the, the beneficiaries of, of what you're doing? And, you know, is, is there a 10x value in doing something, right? Well, 10x is very big. I mean, not everything has a 10x value, right? I mean, that's a big deal, though. I mean, when you when you mention that the value, I mean, we think about this. Just think about this, Hari. If you're doing a lot of these projects and you don't see value throughout these projects, tangible value, I mean, what what's the next step? I mean, do, should you go on to the next initiative or what? what What's going to happen, right? What is the appetite to continue to transform if there's a couple failures, right? This is a big deal, right? Yeah. Should they scrape, scrap the, 
the whole initiative and redo it the next five years? That takes us back to the organizational culture con, you know, topic that we had uh, a few sessions ago, right? That, that relies on what sort of um, structure that you've put in place. Are, is the organization okay with failure? And try something else. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't, you know, don't continue to focus on what, what transpired. And if it's not the right fit, you know, try to go to go hit the next one. Yeah. Can you quickly make that shift? Yeah. And, you know, we come back to the value and effort, right? At, you know, we always forget that while you're trying to transform, you're trying to run a business. And that's not always the easiest thing to keep running the business and try to transform at the same time. Yeah, it's a it's a parallel process. It is, it is. but it's it's double the effort, sometimes triple the effort. And the question for a lot of clients is, how much of that do we want to take on versus outsource? And there are some pros and cons to a lot of that. So that's the, those are the weighing of the initiatives. And thinking that one initiative is, is quick win, small value could quickly turn into what were we thinking about? Do you think, do you think that outsourcing of, of that capability would actually help an organization uh, inno- innovate faster, maybe provide uh, maybe different sorts of ideas and viewpoints than you may find internally? I think it can. It can provide exciting viewpoints, different strategies, um, change for sure but we come back to that 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 secret sauce you know yeah we have a great new way of doing things Mm -hmm. but if you don't have your culture bought in and aligned to making that happen adoption becomes very tricky right and how is this new change affecting my role my day-to-day is it making it more work less work is it helping me these are all these are all the layers that go into adopting and, and, and the success rate of um, your digital transformation initiatives. And uh, I think a lot of times that gets missed, right? The, the, the real human element. How, how is this really going to affect that first line, that second line, that third line? What does that look like? That's where you the know? transformation truly happens. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly where it happens. But... Everybody sees, everybody sees it up here. Like, here are the results. Here's the value. Here's the tangible benefit. But when you drill down to that, that tangible benefit that you may be getting may be hurting a lot of different things. And it's not because people just don't want to. They may be doing double work or triple work. You may not know. But are you willing to sacrifice a lot of that culture, organizational workforce i mean you got to really think about how this is going to impact each of these these people along the way to get that tangible benefit it sounds great on paper and in theory but when you start to go and execute and figure out exactly how this is going to affect your organization um, you may be in for a few you know speed bumps along the way but hopefully you can mitigate those as best best as you can to minimize the effort and minimize the restarting and reset yeah, so. and, and that I think it it relies on, you know, that prioritization that we talked about, complexity, value. You know, where does it really fall? What is you know what's on the time horizon? What's quicker? What's what's going to take you more time? What's going to take you more time? Complexity and bigger change management. That's you know, um, even though there's 
humongous value in it, you know, it's it's going to take your time. And so, what do you what do you think out there, Harry? I mean, you know, a lot of people are in the camps of let's do something small and quick to show a quick win, right? To build momentum versus the full out blown strategy of how we're transforming our organization in the next five to ten years, right? You know, I think if you were to take a step back and look, if you were in a position, let's just, let's hypothetical, you put yourself in a CIO or a CTO, a CDO, a C-suite, and you were driving some of these initiatives, how would you approach it? Like, what would be your first, what, what would be your first step? Like, how would you analyze that piece? You know, looking at kind of what's happening out there, how would you, how would you look at that? I think we have hit on some of those points. I mean, the reality is we don't always, you know, assuming that I'm a CDO, I'm not going to always know exactly what's right, right? But I want to have the opportunity to try many things. Obviously, I want to have a budget. Now, as a CDO, um, most organizations have a set amount of dollars set aside, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> SEIO's budget is probably much kind of attuned to the infrastructure support, maintenance, you know, uptime and, and security, other, uh, security mm -hmm. and all, a whole lot of other things. But as a CDO, you and your team are solely dedicated to really innovating within the organization. You're looking for outside ideas, outside innovations, um, trying to create breakthroughs inside. So if I was in that role, I want to be able to try at a relatively low resource level. Uh, expense you know that could be people time money all of that all of the above right so I would you be operating with an unlimited budget so would you have a would you like to outsource some of the effort or would you like to take a lot of that effort internally with some of your people i mean so what do you see on that front so I mean, that's a tough one to answer partly because some of the organization depending on the size of the organization has very large you know it functions with development organizations now they may or may not have the bandwidth to take something on assuming you're in a mid-tier organization and you don't have that sort of a support again i mean i'd love to hear your thoughts on it right um my take on that is i would want to take external um help and because they're going to be seeing mm -hmm. many different industries many different customers and they're exposed to many different sort of situations and I want some of that input um, coming into my organization, number one. Number two, I want the ability to innovate, try new things, prototype things fairly quickly. And if I fail, I fail. I don't want to take yeah. months costing me so much money, effort, resources to then find out that hey, it's not the right fit for me. Maybe it's a great solution or maybe it's a great direction to take not the right step for my organization or my team, right? Or my yeah. industry. So you, you sometimes have to iterate fast, yeah. fail or win. Maybe even when you win, you may discover that it's, it's not worth executing at that point in time. Maybe you need to wait a certain amount of time. But you got to try before you even find out all those details, right? That's just yeah. my take on it. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a, it's a very similar take. You know, you know the way... You know, I see it, you know, looking at value and effort, it's it's really what's important to the business for me, right? If I know 
critical aspect, you know, uh, as a CDO or a CIO, that there are certain pieces of information that are absolutely valuable and certain pieces of data that if we do have or don't have could really benefit in a significant way, then those would be priorities, right? So looking at the overall infrastructure, the sources of data, where that is available and how reliable it is would be some of the key focuses, right? Because without that, you know, you're right, you keep trying and you, you constantly fail, but if you don't build an infrastructure or an organization that is able to adapt and take in valuable pieces of information uh, that are business critical um, or complementary to the critical information that can give us some uh, better context or perspective, I think could be very uh, unique. So really broadening out um, a framework to be able to capture business critical data at a very reliable and secure way, as well as data that may or may not be there through new sensors, as we mentioned uh, in our previous sectors, or looking at ways of consolidating that data so that we can have access to, to in, in a much more uh, rapid pace. So break down silos of those. Yeah, yeah. So, so to me, that's a it's a it's a, a it's a real. To me, that's a game changer. Yeah. As an organization, if you can I think have it's foundational, you're, you're absolutely it's right. a it's a very foundational piece, and you know, a lot of people get locked into the beautiful. <laughs> AIs and the MLs and all the beautiful analytics out there. Yeah. But what does all that have in common with all the beautiful technologies and all the data-driven technologies is yeah. that you got to have data, but it's got to be good and it's got to be reliable. So to me, technologies and, and, and algorithms and great things out there will always get better. But the one thing that has to be ironclad or has to be almost fail-proof yeah, I mean, you almost got to have some serious uh, infrastructure around that is your data management and how you make sure that that data is reliable. And that's, yeah, and that's part of that. The only thing I would add, I think you're right on, like that's foundational, that has to be there. That's, that's the first step in the process almost, right? Um, but you also have to put some metrics in place based on the business needs, what the business is trying to do and accomplish, right? And then whatever you're trying to do as part of the transformational efforts, you have a reference point to go back to. Are you making progress? Are you doing better? Yeah. So I think that's a very, you know, it's an important point. And, and I'll just add this one last piece because it comes back to the effort, right? Because, you know, how much effort are we as an organization willing to take? And I know it can be tough but the way i would look at this is is i would have one or two critical experts in my that are internal that would have serious knowledge of what's important how the data gets moved around yeah. but then bring in um, a third party that can do a lot of the heavy lifting to actually validate create the streams create the sources create the plugins get everything that we need outsource that but have a couple of key uh experts within our organization to drive that 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 vision because at the end of the day we can I've seen a lot of ways where you know we use all our internal resources to try to do this versus outsourcing everything and it's it lies somewhere in the middle there is it really balance. does it lies somewhere in the middle of the balance and I think if any anyone that's watching this you should take this away the big takeaway here is that 
it's somewhere in the middle. And you know your organizations and the resources you have and the money you want to spend. And some of the talent and um, expertise that's out there. So weigh those out, see what's important, lay that out strategically and hire, you know, or hire the best that you can in those areas that you want to focus on first. That's, that would be my um, way of looking at that. I think looking at that effort and value, it's, it's, it's a balance, as you mentioned, Hari. Yeah. And it's important to take a, take a key, key look at that, especially if you're trying to move along and be successful to keep uh, having these initiatives move, move along uh, your journey. Perfect. So, well, I think that's a good way to bring this back to where we started, and that was effort versus value. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah. yeah. And for those that want to know more, I think we do have a, a previous podcast on, on tangible benefit that you can probably get some more context on what we mean by value. Uh, and um, some of the efforts and in in, around digital leadership, we have a couple of, uh, we have an episode that talks about the leadership task, yep. task force and the groups around there that you can kind of look at and, and tie some of those things in. But at the end of the day, the effort and value is there, but everything kind of somewhat interlinks in a balanced approach, Absolutely. right? So, Absolutely. well, thank you all for listening. You can find us, Hari, on uh, uh, the Digital Twin Podcast, uh, our website. Uh, you can find us on YouTube as well as uh, Twitter. Um, and uh, stay tuned for our next episode next week.